that's all I have look if you're in utah and you're listening to our podcast i feel like you're probably in the minority right um, so congratulations and also best of luck to you um, <laughs> if you need to seek any sort of official asylum in colorado <laughs> put me down as a reference i would be yeah. happy to be like yes Absolutely. get them out of utah um, <clears throat> anytime immediately okay great uh <laughs> What are we talking the podcast. about? This we is a podcast about Phineas and Ferb. It is actually not about Utah <laughs> or anything else. Absolutely. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay, there is a cursed version of this show where Phineas and Ferb grow up in Utah. And I can I imagine it in like a pretty in a pretty vibrant way, but it is so upsetting that I actually won't go into it more. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hashtag yikes. Okay, so <laughs> we're talking about episodes 218A and B today mm-hmm. of Phineas and Ferb, as we've previously said. Uh-huh. We're podcasters and sisters and friends. I don't know why I'm introducing this to you like you've never heard the show before. I also I don't, don't usually do that. I don't. That's who okay. knows? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. You're so here. happy to have you. We're here. We're starting. <laughs> we're starting. <laughs> Yeah, as I said, 218A and B. The first one is the bully code. Let me just say up top, uh-huh. when I saw the two episodes that we were watching today, I was like, I sure do remember one of these oh. episodes. <laughs> um, And I was wrong about that one. And then also oh. I was like, <laughs> I was just not in like a super great mood. And I was like, this feels like work. This feels like a job that I gave myself. Like, why? Yeah. why am I doing this? And then by the end of watching these two episodes, I felt so much better. Like both of these episodes were honestly just kind of a delight. Yeah. Especially the second one. I okay. was just like, yeah, it's, 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 it's tasty. It's good. It's good. Um, second one slaps so, and is on theme for Father's Day. It is. Okay. It is. Yeah. The first we're one, on like, theme. honestly, wasn't bad either. There was yeah. a lot of fun, fun oh, yeah. stuff in here. Like, I haven't bits. seen these in a while. And it was just it was a tasty treat Delightful. for me. And hopefully yeah. this will be a tasty treat for you also audience. Yes, that's why we do it. Okay, speaking of tasty treats. Uh, this episode is called the bully code. That part isn't related to tasty treats. But the first shot <laughs> is of the slushy dog D A W G according to the of subtitles. Course. Yeah. building um we've spoken previously about the slushy dog slushy burger joint empire corporation right i don't 100 percent remember everything that we said but if sure. you're interested in that you can listen to every other episode we've ever recorded um <laughs> i do have uh more questions about it though <laughs> yeah anyway you can listen to our 10-part series slushy dog um anyway uh-huh. i have i have more questions is my point okay. like we've explored okay. it there's more to there's more to uncover here absolutely the first question i have is about the 28 foot hot dog <laughs> on top of the slushy dog building so imagine if you will audience if you haven't seen this episode or aren't watching along a regular like drive through it's a mcdonald's whatever yeah um, and then imagine a second McDonald's on top of that McDonald's that's shaped like a hot dog. Okay, it's equal in size and it's dimension. It's the size of a submarine. It's so big. It's huge. It's... And I have to imagine that like that has to be taken into account when they build the slushy dog building. Like you have Correct. to put in like more steel beams to support 
that hot dog. You have, right, right. Also, shout out to the states of Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri, mm-hmm. where I learned from spending a lot of time driving around there mm-hmm. that um, someone there is manufacturing gigantic, like 15 foot cows, just like made out of like, <laughs> I don't know, paper mache or ceramic or something. Uh huh. That people just put up next to their establishments. Do they oh. have anything to do with cows? Mixed bag. Okay, sometimes oh. yes, sometimes it's a 7-Eleven. Um, oh. Oh. But there's just a real big cow. A lot of times on the roof. And I oh. was just oh. like, this is fun. I enjoy it. Anyway, there's a big yeah. hot dog on top of the slushy dog building. Yeah. I also want to know like, if there's something inside of it. Like, Is it hollow? I would assume is it for is there like a fun hot dog shaped room up there oh, that you can get to? I maybe you know you know does it turn into a car anyway? Maybe we do learn later that the hot dog is a separate piece from the bun. It's not yeah. one sculpture. Um, Correct. You can remove anyway. Uh, I want to also note that this is one of many uh, working. <laughs> large items in the danville area i don't even know how to categorize that but a lot of functional sculpture in the danville area oh yeah a lot more than normal because normal is none so look i appreciate that they have created a built environment that is like interactive and fun like that to me is how all cities should be danville seems uh walkable and it seems like kind of just a big jungle gym for all the crazy adults who live there right yeah uh anyway we're in slushy dog we're eight seconds into the episode not even. <laughs> um <laughs> baljeet is just like chatting up jeremy at the slushy dog counter do they know each other who you knows know he's like isn't it interesting baljeet is saying this that your menu hasn't changed since 1929 and i was like first of all slushy dogs were invented like during the great depression <laughs> okay yeah what was it called stock slushy market dog? crash slushy dog what <laughs> no, didn't stop slushy dog john slushy started his company <laughs> also have we discussed the name slushy dog enough what is that i don't know but every time i hear it it gives me the ick yeah because the word slushy is horrifying <laughs> yeah also, are you t- like when I think of a slushy, I think of like a Seven Eleven, right? Like an icy a drink. It probably has a regional a name, a, a Slurpee, an icy, what yeah. have you. Slushy, but then you hear dog. But then dog. Just... So it's like, is it a slushy made out of hot dogs? Is it a slushy on top of a hot dog? Do they just sell both slushies and dogs? I don't know. Either uh, way, I want to point out. Sorry, I was just looking up some. No, little... please little facts and it says in Please. the original pitch the company name was spelled as mr l-u-s-e-e like i don't even know how you'd say that s-l s sorry say get a pen everyone get out your notebooks s-l-u-s-e-e slussy slussy dog yeah but Dan, that's not even but <laughs> that's not even a real thing dan pronounced it mr slushy burger yeah uh where, yeah. i'm sorry where where I just <laughs> what are you talking about i don't i'm just reading some, some facts <laughs> okay well that's insane um yeah. the point i guess for the sake of starting this episode final we've been talking about this for 20 minutes 
is that apparently there were slushy dogs in 1929 and apparently uh -huh. they haven't changed apparently. the point is that it's a setup for a joke where jeremy's like that's our company motto slushy dogs will never get any better <laughs> also same um and we do need some slushy dog merch asap <laughs> anyway <laughs> buford shows up and <laughs> he he slams baljeet away from the counter <laughs> he hits him with a palm strike to the face that launches him across the room. Like, <laughs> Baljeet's skull is broken. He has Buford's handprint on his face for the rest of his life. They have to reconstruct his cheekbones. Okay, like, it's so aggressive. <laughs> I know it's a cartoon, but it was like so hard. Hurtful. Anyway, Buford orders a windmill dog. Hold the bun. And yeah. I was like, how does that even come with a bun? A windmill dog, listeners, is what it sounds like. It's two hot dogs stapled to a stick. They turn like a windmill, which is a fun Listen, concept. Yeah, but also would, like, what I kind of terrifying bun would you make for that? I guess I like know. it would be some sort of four part. Bun? Crossroads bun. I Maybe don't know. Maybe they stick the bun on a, the stick with the hot They stick both Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, 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 we can't answer that today. <laughs> anyway, he immediately chokes on the windmill dog. Because he puts and the whole thing in his mouth. <laughs> he puts See, the entire the thing in his mouth. sticks and everything. <laughs> in one bite. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he chokes. Baljeet saves him. And then he, Buford is like, I'm now your humble servant. He bows down on the ground. It's the bully okay. code. So he's, he's like, I'm your slave for yeah, life. Slave. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It is funny because he uses the word slave and they throw that around a few times. And then when it gets to Phineas, he says faithful servant. And I was like, <laughs> yikes. Okay. <laughs> That's big yikes. That is a yikes bad way to recontextualize that. Anyway. <laughs> Baljeet's like, no, thank you. Um, Buford, I want to just say, he's like, it's the bully code that I have to be your servant because you saved my life. And he has it printed on a card that he carries everywhere. Yeah, like a business card. A business card. And I was like, is he in like a bully union? Like, why? <laughs> it sure seems like that. There's like a bully organization. Because like, he yeah. didn't make it himself. Buford is no like, way. this is misspelled. And he's like, yeah, bullies wrote it. And I was like, which ones Who? why yeah. <laughs> did you are you registered with you to go to like bully conferences whatever I, listen it is i believe it i well yeah bullies are like an established social class in this show because there's yeah. like a bully gym there's, there's like products bully... that are marketed exclusively to bullies it's yeah. like it's i don't it's insane. it's like being a teamster who knows yeah anyway he goes uh buford goes i will empty my mind of all thought except for Baljeet. <laughs> And this brings me to a point that I just want to get on the table right now. Uh -huh. Um, Buford and Baljeet are in love. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. listen, There's I'm a not a fan. Generally, There's more than one. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of episodes right. about it. Uh, I'm not usually a fan of like a bully victim, like romanticizing sure. that relationship in sure. any way. However... They're in love. So yeah. 
I'm just like, it seemed like it wasn't that hard for you to be like, I'm going to dedicate my life to only hanging out with Belgi. It also mm -hmm. kind of seems like you were already doing that. Before. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, sure, this is like a different, sure, you're like doing things for him now, but weren't you kind of doing that before? And yeah, you're always hanging out. You were always thinking about him. You're yeah. actively following him everywhere he goes. Yeah, you, you know followed him schedule. to the slushy dog. Like, like you're why are you so obsessed together. with me? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, I'm going to follow Belgique around. Mm -hmm. Not a big change to my existing routine. Okay. okay. Now we see Candace and Stacy. They're in Candace's room. Uh, <laughs> Candace is like, notice anything different about me? And I was like, how long have you guys been here? <laughs> Stacy is laying on her bed. And she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, and Candace is like, I'm wearing a new red shirt. She's wearing, listeners, the exact same outfit that she wears every episode. Absolutely. It's a funny bit. I do want to point out that Stacy's outfit, for whatever reason, looked like a little different to me. Um, oh. I don't know if it's just because we're seeing the whole thing, but her outfit is just like four different shades of blue. And she also wears knee-high socks with Mary Jane's and she's pulling them off. Yeah, she rocks it. It's sure. a choice. Anyway, Candace's phone goes off. Her ringtone is definitely a recording of Jeremy singing that, like, beautiful, kind and gentle song. Yes, it is. Which I have to assume that she, like, secretly recorded. Like, do you remember old-timey <laughs> phones where you yeah. had to, like, record the ringtone? Yeah, <laughs> like, she like, just recorded him singing that, and it's her ringtone now. I believe that. She's like, oh, he sent me a picture. And Jeremy has sent her an absolutely deranged selfie <laughs> of him in his slushy dog uniform. Yeah. He just has like a vacant thousand yard stare. He is not looking at the camera. He is no. not smiling. He's just wearing his hot dog hat and his yeah. terrifying uniform. And yeah. he just sent that to Candace unprompted. And I was like, <laughs> wild. Okay, also, I like when this bit, because she's like, I'm going to send a picture back. And I was like, that's weird that they just start texting selfies to each other. But then I remembered that I have the app Snapchat. Yeah. It was instantly <laughs> Then I remembered that that's all I do on most apps that I yeah. use to communicate with my friend. So that was my bad. Correct. They did predict <laughs> Snapchat. Shout out to you guys. I will say, she goes, look at his cute little wiener hat. And I was like, look, <laughs> I understand that you're in love and that's fine. I also, I respect a working class man. However, yeah, sure. <laughs> if someone sent me a selfie in that uniform with that hat, immediate ick. I would be like, cool. <laughs> Gotta go. I can't hang out with you anymore, though. <laughs> can't even look like, at I you. can't take you seriously. Oh, gosh. Whatever. Uh, Candace makes Stacy take a picture of her. She's like, I'm going to send a picture back to him. And Stacy. <laughs> Stacy does Candace so dirty so for dirty. the rest of this scene. It's terrible. It is a crime what Stacy does. <laughs> so she like, I, I know, Stacy is a teen girl in a cartoon from 2004, and I know she knows how to take a good picture of her friend, okay? Least of which because this happens every single day. <laughs> but Stacy just like snaps a picture as soon as Candace hands her the phone. So Candace is still talking and looks crazy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you took it while I was still talking. And Stacy goes, oh. Yeah. Bad. No emotion in her voice whatsoever. Yeah. Candace immediately accidentally sends it. She like panic sends it or whatever. Yeah. Which is extra funny because I've used a phone in the year 2006 yeah. and it takes minimum seven minutes to send a photo. Absolutely. If that's even part of your data plan at all. I'm like, turn your phone off. There are yeah. ways to stop this from happening. Doesn't yeah. work. 
um anyway candace is like still taking more pictures they all look terrible she's having a panic attack whatever (laughs) stacy is actively not helping (laughs) she takes the phone from candace and then just keeps snapping pictures of candace's breakdown and sending them to jeremy (laughs) here's the thing it's kind of funny it is and stacy knows that like it's not gonna matter right like jeremy is not gonna stop liking candace no matter what she does we've seen it yeah so maybe she's just having a little fun anyway in the backyard uh the boys are going through their blueprints again all the blueprints are just loose on the lawn like (laughs) they can't afford a filing cabinet or a laptop why do they have paper blueprints i don't know anyway uh phineas is going through all the blueprints to like i guess decide what they're doing today and he goes peanut butter and jelly robot races masking tape mummy gymnastics a jelly bean monetary system for emerging nations and i was like i've definitely pitched all of those for like church fhe activities before (laughs) but i get it uh he's like i'm not really feeling any of them and i'm like yeah that's because they're all just word like jumbles like there's none of those are real ideas whatever anyway he's like (laughs) i don't know what we're gonna do today and then he's like where's perry perry is in the bathroom of the house yeah. It's a giant bathroom, but we don't really have time to get into that. <laughs> His entrance today, I do want to talk about, is yeah. ABBA themed. Okay, wait. Yeah. Which is fun. It Right? Well, I thought it was the Disco Miniature Golfing Queen. Which is also, okay, like, that's that an ABBA song theme. is you're basically right, right, right. by ABBA. Yeah. Anyway, yes. there's like a disco floor, like all the floor tiles in the bathroom light up, which is a fun feature. Yeah. I kind of feel like wish... Linda maybe just built that into their house. Okay, yeah. Like, and that it seems... wasn't really part of the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> that I just agree. happens every time that anyone's in, in the house. bathroom. Yeah. Which I think is fun. Also, I accidentally paused the video as he, or the video, what am I, a thousand years old, the, <laughs> the show. Yeah. As Perry's falling into his chair and it <laughs> is the funniest screenshot I've ever seen <laughs> in my whole life. Because he just has his little hands straight up in the air like he's Kronk on a roller coaster. <laughs> but an absolutely deadpan look on his face while he falls straight down. Like he is a professional on his way to his job, but he's plummeting into a chair. This is how he gets to work it. every day. Yeah. Just made me laugh. He's, he's Monogram <laughs> immediately, immediately off the wall. Monogram goes, sorry to disturb you on Canada Day. And I was like, is Perry Canadian? Okay. Also, Canada Day is July 1st, mm-hmm. so it's already July 1st, but in season four, oh, no. there's an episode that also takes place on Canada Day. So yeah. I think, I mean, they're definitely different summers, but I'm like, what a weird, yeah, why is, Here's a, the thing. Why is Either... Canada Day so prominent? B, that's where we are in the summer is July 1st, so just do it that way. Yeah. Either they're different summers or, and there are problems with this, so don't come for me in the comments. <laughs> like any of you have ever done that. I know. <laughs> um, or it's like a Groundhog Day situation, but oh, it's Canada Day. But it's Canada Day. Every day. Yeah, I like it. There's so many issues with that. It's people's yeah. birthdays. We know the time is passing. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's just like six Canada Days in this world. Maybe. Anyway, sorry to disturb you on Canada Day, Canada Day, Monogram says. Yeah. And then he says, the world's top evil scientists have been photographed leaving Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. And then he shows a series of photographs. Yes. We'll talk about the photographs. But first of all, this is an example of actual useful intelligence to provide to a spy who's doing his job. Yeah. 
maybe for the first time in recorded history of this show, Monogram is doing like a normal briefing about an actual problem. Yeah. It, like, yeah. It's like real intel. So I also important. would be concerned yeah. if the top evil scientists have been photographed leaving Doofishworth's Evil Incorporated. Turns yeah. out to be nothing, but you know what? That's okay. It, yeah. It is actual useful intelligence. Whoever did the recon, good job. Yeah. Kind of good job all around. Not good, but like job all around. Right. Which is honestly more than we can say usually. Yeah. Um, also, in one of the pictures, one of the evil scientists is pulling the giant floating baby head on a leash that's attached to its pacifier. Yeah. Um, does he own the giant floating baby head or are they just like friends and that's how it gets around? I don't know, but we'll get into this later, but the giant baby heads signs something. Oh, um, yeah, we'll get into the kay. mechanics of that in just a, in moment. a bit. Thank you for bringing that up, though. Uh-huh. Uh, Monogram then goes, I need you to infiltrate his headquarters. Like Perry doesn't do that literally every day. Right. Also, is it infiltrating if you smash through an exterior wall? I feel like infiltrating sort of implies like a level of subtlety that like nuance. doesn't usually have. Like he takes the elevator there. He's not like climbing in air vents, whatever. And then he, uh, Mon- or, uh, Carl like clears his throat from off screen and Monogram goes, sorry, we need you to infiltrate his headquarters. Okay. Carl thinks I need to be more inclusive. And I was like, first of all, very boomer of you. Yeah, what? Second of all, you need to start wearing pants to the office. Yeah. Um, but inclusion is also good. Yeah. Like, there's a myriad of other problems to address. But yeah. okay. Uh, Perry takes off in his helicopter that is just a chair with a helicopter blade on it. Yeah. He demolishes the wall of Doofenshmirtz's building. <laughs> yeah. Just really smashes through it. it. And I don't know how he's alive. He's just in a chair yeah there's no shield on it he goes no. through a beak first a brick wall <laughs> and is unfazed so he's the strongest platypus alive i mean yeah or something <laughs> and then doofenshmirtz is like have you come to sign my cast he's just sitting in an empty room with a chair with his leg yeah. up on the table how dramatic also we find out how he injured his foot and it is uh, bonkers. Spoilers, everyone. He got run over by an ice cream truck. Just as yeah. fun, not the rest of him. And I was like, he gets blown up every day. Yeah. But for this, he has a cast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you come to sign my pat- my cast? He asks Perry. And he has written save for Perry in a giant spot on the bottom of his foot. And I was like, how did he write that there? Yeah. I- Doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, as you said, the giant floating baby head has signed his cast. Yeah. It says, goo, giant floating baby head. Yeah. I have but... questions about the mechanic of that because as the name would suggest, the giant floating baby head is a giant floating baby head with no arms or hands or other extremities. I guess it could hold a pen in its mouth. Or maybe that guy who had it on a leash signed the cast by proxy. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Could Why did be. he write goo though? <laughs> That's what he said, I think. I think that's a I quote. I know, but, like, if I was signing, like, if the scientist was like, what do you want to say? And the baby was like, goo! Goo! <laughs> what? Anyway, it's a feels right. <laughs> it sure is. Also, someone named Dr. Blood signed the cast. Okay, I saw that, too. <laughs> I was like, okay, Rodney, there's, like, Dr. Diminutive, then Dr. Blood. Dr. Cool, Blood. cool, cool. cool. Not clear if that's an evil scientist or the name of Doofenshmirtz's doctor. We'll never know. 
Doof is like, pick up the marker, sign my cast, please. Perry picks up the marker. The marker is a tiny rocket that shoots up to the sky, to the <laughs> ceiling. It carries Perry up. And then, a, like, a reverse net attaches to the ceiling and traps Perry. Yeah. What a complicated it's... trap. Why? Why? <laughs> Just put the net inside the pen. What are we doing here? What are we doing? It doesn't matter because we get a great line from Doofenshmirtz, which is, ah, you've heard of the internet? <laughs> which made me laugh out loud. And then he goes, well, this is, uh, it's just a net. <laughs> That's the whole line. That's it. I don't know if it's just me or if Doof is getting more chaotic, but it seems like he's getting more chaotic. He just, like, uh, jumps from thing to thing. Big ADHD no, energy yeah. from him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, in just a few moments, he just launches right into his scheme. Uh, yeah. He's like, in just a few moments, the Tootie McFruity ice cream man. Red flag. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll park his truck in front of my building. <laughs> and he's like, I know that because yesterday he did that and he ran over my foot with his ice cream truck. And I was like, yeah. he hit you with his truck? Like, just sue him. Sue him. That was my thought. You don't I need to do that... a whole tire thing. Yeah. I think he, he owes win. you money. He, he hit you with over, a car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Call one of those. Do, one of those. Yeah, one of those billboard boy, lawyers. Yeah. They'll get you some. Injury. You already get a lot of alimony. You could double your I'm, income. Right. Anyway, anyway, um, he's like, "Here's my anator to get revenge. It's the retireinator. It's just a giant tire." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Get it." <laughs> Because he hit me with a tire, and now I'm going to kill him with I a know. giant tire. That's the bit. And then he's like, it's not like retire, retire. I already have a retireinator for retiring, and it shows, like, it's just an armchair with, like, okay. a cat in it. It's, like, so cute, though. There's, like, a little plant and a little TV, and, yeah, a giant arm, a giant cat. I want a it retireinator. Honestly, okay. stick me in the retireinator. Yeah. Either one. Let doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill this ice cream man with a tire. <laughs> That's so funny. Just to be clear, that is his point. That's his point. <laughs> no joke. Vehicular like, homicide is the scheme him. for today. Yeah. <laughs> Not even vehicular. It's just a tire. It's just a tire. Not sure how you Do you think that that, that would, yeah, count? I don't I mean, if the tire is moving, is hard to say. Vehicle? Look, I'm not, what am I, a judge? <laughs> If anyway, you're a lawyer and you listen to our podcast, shout out in the comments. How would you prosecute this crime? Um, at Belgique's house, Buford has gotten weirder. Um, <laughs> he he comes in to Belgique's bedroom and he's like, "I washed all your dust jackets and dusted all your cold knickknacks." And I was like, first of all, dust jackets go on books, yeah. right?" Yes. You don't have to wash those. And dusted all your cold knickknacks, which it turns out is just all the food from Belgique's refrigerator. Because so Buford is really Amelia Bedillying his way through <laughs> being Belgique's servant. Okay, also, my theory at the moment, the only thing I could think of is like when he when he emptied his mind of everything. <laughs> He really did. He really he threw out a lot of other information. <laughs> I have the theory that this is just a more advanced form of bullying because it genuinely like seems it. to be more effective than traditional bullying. Like he is disrupting Baljeet's life to a degree that is truly unheard of prior to this. Um, Baljeet gets so mad. He's like, 
get away from me. I don't <laughs> want this. Uh, he climbs out a window of his own house. Once again, Valjee has never entered or exited his own house in a normal way. That's fine. That's something for another day. Yeah. Um, and then we get a very sappy song. Yeah. Which is what is just this about song? them. <laughs> what? It's is it? It's not written by Pierre Peluso. I already checked. <laughs> it's like slightly too but grounded for Piero Peluso. It is still, however, bonkers. Cause yeah, yeah. it is. It, it it's like has the same vibe as like the. It actually has almost exactly the same vibe as the like Perry and Doofenshmirtz nemesis. Oh yeah 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 song totally same vibes but it's like slow you know there's like some sad piano yeah. in it morose um yeah but it's like very heartfelt and it's just a montage yeah of buford just absolutely wrecking belgie yeah i don't know i actually didn't write down any of the lyrics do you have any that you really want to shout out or are you just oh, like why here's the thing so it's like got that morose tone but the whole point is the song is it called the ending lyric is the only thing he won't do is leave me alone yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> i i don't know yeah it's you know it's complicated they have a complicated relationship again this is not the first or it's not definitely not the last uh really sappy love song that we get to hear about Belgium and buford uh, yeah, uh, and that's that's just true anyway Belgique goes and he finds the boys who are still standing in the backyard and presumably have been there for anywhere between it's... 10 minutes and three hours. They're yeah, just been like... standing in the backyard. Yeah. He's like, you guys got to help me out. I'm losing it with this. <laughs> and they're like, okay, uh, we'll just have to get Buford to save your life. And then it'll even out. Obviously classic sure. sitcom rules. Do they know? Yeah. I'm like, are they versed on the bully code? Do they make that rule up? How do they know? I mean, it seems logical. They, I mean, yeah, it is, but I don't know. Anyway. It's a fair question. I sure. don't know. That, that's the whole scene. Yeah. Meanwhile, Candace and Stacy are scoping out the slushy burger. Yeah. They see, they have, there's a window into the break room and they see uh, Jeremy's phone on the table and she's like, his message delay is still blinking. That means he hasn't retrieved his pictures yet. And I was like, girl, it is possible that you are not the only person texting him. Did you check his snap score? Like, you know, he could be getting pictures from anyone. Yeah. Can you imagine if she opened his phone and she's like a bunch of pictures of a bunch of other girls? Oh my gosh. The drama. Anyway, Jeremy catches them trying to sneak into the employees only like break room. (laughs) And he's like, Jeremy in this episode seems like a character from like a training video that they would show you at a Wendy's when you started working there. Yeah. He's such a square. Like, also, sorry. No. He's the only person there. Oh, yeah, no. He's running <laughs> he this entire have a manager. slushy dog. It's not like he's going to get in trouble. Yeah, he's not beholden to anyone. No. Also, like, what are you, you're 15? You're like, yeah. I'm sorry, this room is for slushy dog employees only. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know why he's, like, such a tool this whole time. Uh, Candace immediately starts lying. She's like, we are Slushy Dog employees. We did our training at the downtown location to surprise you. And now we're here to work. And Jeremy believes her. Yeah. What? (laughs) Jeremy left his brain cells at home today. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Or he got body snatched by an alien (laughs) or something. 
he's acting weird anyway so weird. uh no manager like you said yeah. he's the only one in the slushy burger um candace and stacy immediately get uniforms and they're like ready to start working uh candace is like i'm gonna go et gay the own fay uh and stacy goes oh you know i don't speak spanish <laughs> which Incredible. is funny Candace like runs into Jeremy on his way out of the break room and he goes hey Candace I see you sent me some pictures I can't wait to check them out later when I'm on my break and I was like again yeah why just <laughs> why are you acting like this this is like an like ad. are there cameras watching you like yeah. is a secret shopper keeping an eye on what you're doing <clears throat> during company time like you are a teenager open your phone okay this feels like it gives me the same feeling that like product placement does. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like uncomfortable. Like, I'm like, who paid it's, you to say that? <laughs> right. It's like we're watching a morality tale about like yeah. time theft in yeah. heavy quotes, by the way. <laughs> Everyone, all of you it's should be checking real. your phones at your jobs. Yeah. Okay. Break time fake. Yeah. Jeremy's getting paid minimum wage. He absolutely should not be waiting until his break. Anyway, whatever. Yeah uh he's like can't wait to check him out later when i'm on my break <laughs> okay meanwhile phineas and ferb have built something by something i mean a machine to kill baljeet oh my gosh <laughs> like it's a murder machine it is and i am worried that here's the thing so they they jumped from buford needs to save your life to we need to kill you <laughs> right I, I they're also like overdoing it to a degree that is concerning right absolutely. like it's so scary look, a, a precariously hung piano would do okay like you don't need 12 things they're like this yeah. is where you'll get hit with a giant hammer and this is where the, you'll go through a plate glass window and i'm like literally why, though? like what why does he have to be physically mangled before Buford can catch him? Like that's the end of the machine is just that Buford catches him when he's falling. That's the only thing that needed to happen. Right? They're over-engineering it. Yeah. It's also in a public park, not in their backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. And I don't understand why. Who knows? Buford Belgique goes, I am thoroughly terrified, yet tingling with excitement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, girl. Whatever. Jeremy's, yeah, just still fully managing the slushy dog. Um, he puts Candace on drive-thru and she goes, ooh, my favorite. And I was like, based on what? <laughs> this is your first day yeah. at this fake job. What other right? drive-thrus have you worked? <laughs> <laughs> the, her first customer is Linda, who's driving through a slushy yeah. dog, which, like, relatable uh, queen. Driving through slushy dog solo in the middle of a Wednesday. What a vibe. Amazing. She goes, Candace, you work here? And Candace goes, Mom, you eat here? And I was like, stop judging Linda, okay? Yeah. Sometimes you want a slushy dog right not me personally but you know in this also world, I your guess. boyfriend works there <laughs> yeah <laughs> what <laughs> unbelievable oh my gosh stacy comes up at this moment and very helpfully is like look your brothers are also here they built a thing across the street in the middle of town and candace is like oh my gosh and she like tries to get her mom to see it and so but her mom is like there's a thousand people in front of me in this line because slushy dog is the raising canes of danville i guess despite okay. having a million locations i also think it's because there are three employees and i have not seen any of them taking orders filling orders doing anything okay you have a point I, listen they're 
Jeremy's probably doing something, but I'm like, he's the only boy. Yeah, that he's works checking there. stock in the back, which yeah. does not seem like something you should be doing during the lunch rush. But right. okay, <laughs> like, especially for the only employee, and the two people working for you are brand new. It's their yeah. first day. Like what? you need to be uh, in the zone. Yeah. Uh, anyway. in fairness, Jeremy is usually the only person working at any slushy dog anywhere in town. So. I also, I think that's also why, like, I don't know. They're all the other there ones would are closed because Jeremy's anyway. the only employee. <laughs> I just meant because he's the only employee there, there would be a line. It's but... slow. Yeah, no, you're correct. Anyway. Um, we need to, yeah, look closer into the employment practices of slushy dog as previously Unethical. discussed. Yeah. However. Not today. We don't, we simply don't have time. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Candace is, like, trying to get her mom to the front of the line so she can see across the street to see what the boys have built. So she's, like, speed running order. She's just throwing food out the window, um, which is fun. Yeah. Anyway, back to Balji and Phineas and Ferb in the park with the killing machine. <laughs> Phineas tries to, like, gaslight Balji into keeping Buford as his, uh, yeah. quote, personal bodyguard or, quote, faithful servant. Um, yeah. And I'm worried about his motivation in doing that. Yeah, that's fair. He's like, you could have the biggest, toughest guy in town as your personal bodyguard. That's a sign of supreme coolness. And I was like, first of all, is it? Also, is And second he... of all... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, he's already in that role. He was. He's not letting anyone else bully Belgi. I mean, sure, right. he's like bullying him, but like, he's not gonna let anyone but, else. But yeah, he's mostly a shield. No one else yeah. is picking on Belgi. And yeah. if someone tried to, Balji would, or Buford would kill them. Oh, like, yeah, instantly. No question. No question. He's not ganging up with any other kids. Yeah. So, yeah, Phineas is like, you should totally just, like, keep him around and you just be your servant. And I was like, not sustainable. What are you doing? Yeah, what? What are you doing? What are you uh, Balji's like, hmm, maybe you're right. I'll consider it. <laughs> Once yeah. again, Balji needs new friends. Okay, he cannot trust anyone in his inner circle. Sure can't. Um, at Doofenshmirtz's, Doof hears, like, the ice cream bells. <laughs> I guess they've just been hanging out waiting for the ice cream guy to get there. Yeah. Also, crazy that he can hear that on the 80th floor of his building. Okay, I guess maybe because he's on the balcony, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, he just, like, cracked a window, and he's like, I hear the ice cream guy. Okay. Yeah. Perry breaks his net on a ceiling fan that I guess was just there, eight inches from his net. Which, okay, is kind of unsafe. Like, what if Perry got stuck in that ceiling fan instead of two feet to the left it's definitely unsafe anyway just saying um <laughs> doofenshmirtz is still really bent on killing the tutti fruity man with a tire yeah just straight up murder um we see one shot of tutti fruity i guess that's his name he's just like a cartoon italian man handing out ice cream to children he looks like he, mario yeah sure sure fine. tutti fruity tutti fruity the tire, the big tire, when it's on its way down to kill him, gets kicked out of the way by Perry. So it's bouncing across the tri-state area, willy-nilly, I assume. Okay, how is that more property. ethical? Like, sure, don't kill the Tutti Fruity <laughs> guy, but don't let that loose. It's true of a lot of Perry's uh, yeah. thwartings in, in that sometimes I'm like, didn't this make me create a bigger problem? That's, like, <laughs> that's classic superhero You're right, logic. you're right. <laughs> It is. Every time that Superman saves a train, he, he kills 800 people somewhere else. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he also, this is just petty, like pushes the innator over the launching part and it falls down the stairs and crushes Doofenshmirtz's other leg. Yeah. Which isn't cool. It's not nice. 
And then Doof is just like suffering through that. Perry just watches it happen. Yeah. Back at Slushy Dog, Jeremy is like, hey, I'm taking my break. <laughs> They're still yeah. in the middle of a rush. Jeremy's kind of a bad manager. Yeah, maybe because also it just really doesn't seem like Jeremy. He's acting so weird. I don't understand how he was going to take a break if they didn't show up. He's just closing it for 15 minutes. Just, like, yeah, probably. Sorry, he's like, you guys going to sit in the drive-thru. Yeah. Um, he's like, time to look at some pics. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a weirdo. And Candace is like, oh no, she's like freaking out. So she's like, we got to move this along so mom can see what the boys are doing. Stacy is just like here along for the ride. Like Stacy oh, yeah. started today going over to see her friend's new red shirt. She is currently in a slushy dog that she does not work at. Just yep. working the entire drive through by herself, solo. Yep. She's now running the She's now dog. the only employee, absolutely. Candace steals Jeremy's phone and starts sprinting around i don't know where like towards well, the boys that's what i thought i thought she was like multitasking kind of a thing she's like she definitely is multitasking the what those tasks are is not totally clear <laughs> yeah so she's deleting the pictures and running i guess to where the boys are um yeah. buford shows up to wherever they've built this weird device <laughs> and he's like Belgique, what would you like me to do next and Belgique, because he's now like on board with having buford be his servant starts giving him a list of absolutely ridiculous things for him to do he says, first, I would like you to iron all of my books. What? Then polish my retainer. Then you can start on my college applications. I'm going to pause there and just say that I wouldn't want Buford doing any of those things, especially given his track record. Yeah. Then Balji goes, oh, you can massage my tootsies. Yeah. What the frick is a tootsie? What in the world? <laughs> what? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't want to know. No way to know. Never know. And then he says, you can sew my name onto my underwear, organize my book reports. While he's listing out these many tasks that are really just I, just bonkers. Yeah. Um, the out of control tire from Doofage Mertz's hits the hot dog on the top of the slushy burger. And the hot dog shoots out of the bun. Because again, they're two separate pieces. Yeah. Uh, and just flies just a projectile into the park where they are and almost kills Belgi. So it's like aiming right for him. It's going to bury him in the ground. Right. And Buford pushes him one foot out of the way and yells, weenie. Yeah. <laughs> and saves his life. Yeah. Candace yep. finishes erasing all the photos and is like, okay, time to bust the boys. She immediately steps onto the platform of their machine and gets launched into the death contraption. Yeah. I don't know why this machine had to inflict so much physical damage. There was no reason. Know. No reason. Anyway, she's going through that. Linda pulls up to the window where Stacy is, and she's like, what's happening? And Stacy's like, Candace wants you to go over there and bust the boys. And Linda's like, just give me a chili dog and I'll be on my way. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to like pay for it or like, no, what's happening? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Candace is still getting destroyed by this machine. She somehow takes another picture on Jeremy's phone. Why? How? We I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. She falls down and Buford catches her and he goes, I saved your life. Now you're my servant. And I was like, does the bully code apply to everyone? It doesn't just apply to bullies. Is Candace also enrolled in the bully academy? We don't know. She yeah. goes, ugh, ew. <laughs> Fair enough. What happens? After oh, yeah. Okay. So Jeremy catches up with Candace <laughs> and he's like, can I have my phone back, please? uh jeremy <laughs> opens up the photo she's like oh no i accidentally took another photo and he's like wow that's great and she's like flying through the air and her hair looks okay, nice why is she smiling why <laughs> at what point during that experience was she like Woo I, I think that's just the drag 
just sure. dragging her cheeks upward. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just um, and then he fires Candace, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And to be clear, at the end of this episode, Stacy is still running a slushy dog franchise by herself. They yeah. just abandoned her again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Stacy also needs new friends. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's the end of the episode. That's what happens. Yeah. That's the bully code. That's the bully code. Man, I really want canes now. Oh, me too. Also, that whole episode really made me want a hot dog, but only a hot dog from the hot dog stand in front of the Home Depot. Ugh, yes, the best place to get a hot dog. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how they do it, but it the just only, the only hot dogs in my heart. <laughs> Let's finish recording this episode. Woo! Okay. <clears throat> the second half of this episode, super great. Two eighteen B. Finding so good. Mary McGuffin, a heartwarming yeah. tale for Father's Day. It kind of is. Kind of is. Honestly. Yeah. Also, are you going to talk about why it's called Finding Mary McGuffin? Well, I I have a couple things, but you go first. No, it, it's your you're in charge. Okay. Well, I have that it might be a reference to the popular Cherry Mary Muffin dolls of the '80s, and also sure. that uh, MacGuffin is like a film term for something yeah. that just forwards the plot something that just like i don't know right yeah it's like a like a just Chekhov's like a, gun yeah or just like a it's like a it's just like a, a doohickey a yep, thing of a bob it's kind of meaningless but it's a plot device yeah it's funny anyway, it's pretty solid it's good i like it i think they did really well yeah uh, also like this yeah. whole episode is full of just like great throwaway lines yeah. that are easy to miss but are just so good, good. it's good. just oh it's just a delight just it's a, a delight it's a delight everyone. it's nice you know yeah yeah okay well let's get into it let's get into it we open on the flynn fletcher house uh lawrence and linda are putting on a yard sale love it mm -hmm. <laughs> the opening part is like someone some guy is like, like oh old records yay it's looking through a bunch of records she's like oh lindana that's a throwback i wonder where she is now and linda's like get me that yeah. <laughs> He seems too into Lindana. He's yeah. full of red flags. Oh, I did yeah. not, oh yeah. I did not care for his vibe. No. Um, but Linda shuts him down pretty yeah. quickly. So yeah, they're doing this yard sale. Face and Ferb come across these film reels. Like Yeah. Like, like reels. For, for a reel to reel projector. Like a nineteen fifteen <laughs> Okay. The first one. Hear me out. <laughs> Lawrence is a time traveler yeah. and he brought those with him. Absolutely. Absolutely. From because his days working on the set of a Charlie Chaplin film. <laughs> yeah. Because literally why else? Like what could be like Yeah, what? why would they have those? What? And the projector. Anyway. Right. VHS right. tapes, fine. fine. A laser disc, perhaps. But real sure. reels? Give me a break. No. Anyway, so yeah, Face and Ferb are like, oh, what are these? And he's like, those are my old black and white detective films. And they're like, can we watch them? And they're, he's like, yeah, the projector's right over there. Yep. How would they even know how to set that up? They're smart, but like, no other directions? Anyway. Look, they're mechanical engineers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, Doofenshmirtz appears. He's at the yard sale. And Lawrence yeah. sets down. He's just out shopping at yard sales. <laughs> Listen, we love a sustainable we, king. We love a thrifty king, okay? Yeah. Lawrence puts a box down on the table, and 0.1 seconds later, <laughs> Doofenshmirtz <laughs> is there and spots the Mary McGuffin doll and pulls it out of the box. And yep. he goes, how much for this or whatever? And Lawrence is like, oh, that'll cost you 50 cents. <laughs> Doof goes, 
I'll give you a dollar. Yeah. Florence is like, sure, <laughs> whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, Look, who's making change I, in this economy? I don't know. Anyway, uh, and then we cut to the boys, and there's they're watching this black and white movie. I mean, I think that the they accurately portrayed what watching a black and white movie is. The detective Look. film, where it's just like some guy in his yeah. head talking about some woman in a I would way watch that he could do better. Of these movies. Okay. I'm heavy still into the yeah. old radio play oh, yeah. phase that I have been in, and what? look, they slap. I don't want to they tell slap. you. What I have written is, if you didn't go through a black and white movie phase, you should. You should. <laughs> because they're so good. I, yep. uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're fun. So... Everybody go watch Charade right now. Oh, yes. The best <laughs> black and white movie. I'm oh. watching that tonight, tomorrow. Tonight. You know what I've been really wanting to watch is uh, what's the museum one? How, How to Steal, Steal a Million. Oh, so a friggin' classic, good. you guys. They they all slap. Okay. Also, it's so good. The experience of watching uh, Sabrina, where she just oof is whisked off to Paris to learn to cook instead of having to deal with her feelings. Amazing. Okay. That part is good. The rest, <laughs> the rest of, of Sabrina sucks. sucks. Yeah, no, for sure. But that part, I love. Once you've watched Charade and How to Steal a Million, Ooh, you can true. watch Sabrina once and that's and fine. Never but just know that it's the also, worst one. never, I know that there's people that listen to this that will disagree, but never My Fair Lady, okay? I don't love it. Okay, yeah, no. Not a fan of My Fair Lady either. Sorry, guys. Um, the outfits slap. You can just oh, yeah. look up screenshots from My Fair Lady and be yeah. like, that's fun. Absolutely. But you don't need to watch it you for like, the plot it. or the plot. songs or anything. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so they're watching this black and white detective <laughs> Welcome movie. Welcome to Audrey Cass. <laughs> Welcome to Audrey Cass. Um, Phineas is like, wow, this stuff is great. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Candace <laughs> jumps in front of the screen and is yelling, where's the box from my room? Yeah, and she cannot have a conversation like a normal person. The energy is just off the charts. It's so much. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb are like, well, Dad was taking boxes out to the garage sale, so she sprints out there and is like, Dad, have you seen my Mary McGuffin doll? And he goes, yes, I just sold it for a whole dollar. Do you want it? You're, you can have it. Anyway, Candace immediately shrieks so yeah. loudly. <laughs> so Lawrence goes, how about two dollars? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Dad of the year. Dad of the year. Cut to Doofenshmirtz arriving at Charlene Doofenshmirtz's home with the little jingle Doofenshmirtz's ex-wife's, I can't sing it, house in the hills somewhere. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, obviously we're going to take What I have to do. <laughs> I would give everything. I would give, I would stop at nothing. <laughs> I would marry Doofenshmirtz and divorce him uh, to would, get this house. I would marry Doofenshmirtz and stay married to Doofenshmirtz to get that house. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. I okay. Why does Charlene Doofenshmirtz live in Kuzkotopia? Okay. <laughs> like, why? Why is her house? It's kind of a super villain house, but also I it mean, looks so cool. It looks like so a space. Cool. It looks like the Starship Enterprise crashed into the side of a mountain. And became and, the coolest house in the yeah, world. Like, yeah. it's so it's cool. It's so cool. I want to live there so bad. Yeah. That's all. That's, that's most it. of my thoughts. That's I all just, I have. I really love it. I'm jealous of Charlene. It's so life. nice. It seems like, it's perfect. It's so beautiful. Also, I don't know. I think that Doofenshmirtz's uh, 
mid-century modern style comes from Charlene. I think that probably that it seems off, like it would. Right? He didn't like develop that taste yeah. in Druselstein. Right? Anyway, she's a queen and we love her. So anyway, Doofenshmirtz shows up and knocks on the door and is like, hey, can, uh, I think Vanessa opens it. And she's like, hey, what are you doing mm -hmm. here? It's not your weekend. And he's like, I have a surprise for you. And he describes the surprise in which a way that uh, Vanessa thinks it's a new car. But he pulls out the Mary McGuffin doll. And yep. she's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, remember <laughs> how you said if I got you a little Mary McGuffin doll, I'd be the world's greatest dad? So cute. And then he talks about how he's been searching for the doll for years on the internet and garage sales since she was seven years old. That's like 10 years. Yeah, he's spent a lot That's of time so much doing time. it. And she's like, oh, that is so nice. And then he goes, you know, I may be an evil scientist, but it doesn't take a degree purchased from the internet with your ex-wife's money to know how special <laughs> and important you are to me. Oh, adorable. <laughs> so cute. Happy Father's Stop. Day. Amazing. Yeah. He's so cute. He's such a yeah, good dad. He is. We'd love to see Also, it. I want to talk about how he's a much better dad than Monogram. I don't know if we've seen this I thought yet. you were going to say our dad and I was oh, like, our dad's good. No, our dad's great. But we love our dad. He is a way better dad than Monogram. Monogram a sucks. thousand percent. <laughs> Bad. Monogram Bad is a terrible father figure Absolutely. and every other kind of figure. Absolutely horrible. He's the real villain. Um, anyway. Legitimately. <laughs> that's all that's I had true. to say. So, yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, super surprised, is like, oh my gosh, thank you. And then he's yeah. like, well, I gotta run, but have a good time. And she's like, well, thanks. Anyway, he also yeah. says he got this innator from a garage sale, but he doesn't know what it does because he doesn't have the, there's not a switch or button to turn it on. Yeah. Sure. What garage sale did that come from? <laughs> also the Fleur Fletcher household? Phineas and Fleur built that? <laughs> Absolutely. Especially because then we find out what it does. It was definitely them. That's true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, Faith and Ferb are like heavily into the detective film phase. Oh yeah, they are in a phase. Um, I they have painted an entire room black and white. And themselves. And um, themselves. Yeah. Also, listen. Yep. We're gonna say what we're gonna say, but I maybe I do this with every movie I watch. Whatever symptom of mental illness, uh -huh. where I make whatever show or movie I watch become my personality until I watch something yep. else. This is it. You're like, this is my life This now. is it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, shout out to us making a podcast about Phineas <laughs> and Ferb. I think it's pretty clear, it's pretty clear. <laughs> that we maybe don't enjoy media in like 100% a casual way. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Anyway. anyway. So, yeah, they've painted the whole whatever attic or something they're in. They've painted all black and white. They've painted themselves black and white. Ferb mm -hmm. has a saxophone, which we find out later was already black and white. Was already black and white. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Candace oh walks gosh. into this room and Phineas is doing the like narrating thing where he's like, when she walked in the yeah. room. Blah, she blah, walked blah. in on legs that went up yeah. to her. <laughs> anyway. I'm doing the wrong voice, but you guys get you it. You get it. Um, Ferb, okay, so yeah, Candace is like, detectives, great, I know what you're gonna do today, you need to find my doll, and Phineas is like, okay, sure, and then they do a visual gag where he goes, piece of cake, and Ferb hands him a piece of cake. Oh, Ferb's we visual gags, Ferb. just on point, just, as always. Always, 
Always. He stays killing it. Cut to Perry's lair. This episode is good except for this part. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Perry's lair. Perry's sitting in his little chair and Major Monogram's on the screen with a, like, Nintendo Switch. Okay, I have that exact note. (laughs) That's that's the only video game I know. Six My note is, who gave Monogram a Nintendo Switch? (laughs) It's it's right in front of his eyeballs. He's, like, playing some video game. Perry's just sitting waiting and Carl... The employee that works there uh-huh. goes, the adult man, sir, Agent P is here. And Monogram goes, I can see that, Carl. And then, which he couldn't. And then he says, oh now gosh. get back to that corner until I tell you to come out. And then he says, still 15 minutes left on the timer. Yeah. What? Carl is in timeout. Carl, the adult unpaid intern. Carl. <laughs> Look. 18 years Do I old. think Carl definitely did something annoying to maybe deserve it? 100%. Maybe. Is giving her employee a timeout ever an acceptable way? Or legal? To correct their behavior? No. No. Also, 15 minutes is a bonkers amount of time for someone to be in a timeout, regardless of what age they are. Especially because Monogram has no idea what he's doing. Like, Carl is still running the show. He's, yeah. Clearly, timeout. Ugh, yeah. Okay, anyway. Disrespectful. It's so many flags. They're all red. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. For all of this. Uh, Monogram tells... Perry, the Doofenshmirtz, has been to a yard sale, bought an innator, and a box of on-off devices. <laughs> Carl goes, yep. a Switch. <laughs> I'm like, just funny. It's happening? He's playing a Nintendo Switch right now. It is funny. I think um, Monogram stole that video game from Carl. I think you're right. Oh, you're totally right. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> yeah. Carl was um, just playing it on his break, and Monogram took it. And has been playing it for the last four hours. And yeah. Carl was like, can I have that back, please? And Monogram was like, you're in time out now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to play Mario Kart. Absolutely. What happened? I love that. I love it. Great. So great. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. So that was the whole briefing. Then uh-huh. Perry, in his little chair, is enveloped in a steel ball. Just yeah. gone. <laughs> <laughs> like a... I don't even know. Anyway, it's like the it's a yeah. giant bowling ball, and then it just rolls down these chutes that were already there, bowling ball sized. Yep. Whatever rolls on out. Who knows? Um, the boys are interviewing boys and Candace, I guess, are interviewing Lawrence. They go out. Yeah, and interviewing like, is a soft way to describe what it, they're doing. Yeah. Phineas is just <laughs> roasting their father for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> On Father's Day. Like, just nar- it's not Father's Day in the show. It's Father's it's, Day today. It's here. It's like narrating is like an, uh, an average, uh, you know, good looking average Joe or whatever. Uh, he says a gaunt, about- sallow man. He does? He uses oh, those no. words. That's terrible. Um, it's so mean. Yeah. They're doing their narrating thing. Ferb's playing the saxophone. <laughs> Lawrence goes, is that my old black and white saxophone? Amazing. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, because he's from Black and White Times, yeah. a.k.a. The AKA Past. 
Candace is like, guys, stop. And so they start asking him questions and he says that he like sold it to a guy who has a German accent and was wearing a lab coat. And those are the clues yeah. that they have to go on. Cut For back. average Joe, he gave us an above know, average, average clue. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, sorry. You're right. <laughs> back in, <laughs> Am I? Back in Vanessa's, we've cut to Vanessa's room in oh, yes. her house. incredible vampire room yeah in the it's that she great in. it's like purpley so she's got a whole theme it's very i really goth, want her skull comforter whatever. yeah so cute she's got a cute little bookshelf anyway yep. she knows how to theme she's just sitting on her bed thinking about this little mary mcguffin doll so cute yeah. and then we get the cute little song the like not so bad after all Oh, not so bad a dad after all song it's so cute yeah um, i'm crying just thinking it's about great. it it's great she puts the doll up on her haunted doll shelf yeah that she with has. her other little goth dolls so cute um, um i have one very quick thought about the song yeah while she's singing it there's like a montage of him like yeah. at other important points in her life right and one of them is a swim meet uh-huh and um in the background of the swim me is like a really long banner yeah. but at the beginning of the banner it just says win and then nothing else the rest <laughs> of the banner is blank <laughs> <laughs> we love it. it's very funny and i liked it. it anyway i'm doing that for my next event i'm never going to be in an event <laughs> win. but 20 feet of blank someday space. yeah uh, honestly hilarious so funny so yeah she puts it on her bookshelf and then she walks out of the room and closes the door I guess a little hard and the Mary McGuffin doll falls off the bookshelf into this box of like charity stuff so yeah. she walks downstairs logs onto her laptop whatever sorry uh Charlene answers the doorbell rings Charlene answers it's a guy who works for charitable charities love it yep she's like Vanessa where's that box Vanessa's like yeah it's in my room uh Vanessa, Mary- while she's doing this is typing so fast oh she's yeah she hacking into the I don't know what she's doing but yeah it's, it's it's a lot happening at light speed yeah uh charlene goes into her room and the mary mcguffin doll i guess is like to the like right next to the box so she's like oh this thing fell out and puts it in the box yep she hands okay she brings the box out hands it to the charitable charity guy to talk about this. yeah and yep. then she goes no no the charitable charity guy goes thanks char i'll pick you up at eight and she goes see you then sam uh-huh uh-huh charlene is dating this ups guy dating turtle charities man and i need to talk about it for the next 100 hours okay also he calls her char char like they're clearly in a they're in yeah it's not like a first date you don't call someone char absolutely not this is so casual also Also, how and why did this happen i don't know i i like it first of all i think it's cute I do think it's cute. I do not think that he is the only person Charlene is dating. Absolutely not. Um, no, no, no. Of course not. No. But she's like, look, if I want like a fun truck driver boy toy fling, yeah, absolutely. Good absolutely. for her. You go, girl. Charitable charity. I do need to know everything yeah. about Charlene's life. Yeah. Why is there not a spinoff about Charlene? And Linda. She's just like... <laughs> Where's the Real Housewives of Danville? Ugh. I want to watch it. Where is it? I Jeremy's mom, Miss Garcia Shapiro. Oh my I gosh. need it. Yeah. All their classes. Oh my gosh. Oh, just like bridge non-stop club. cooking classes. Definitely a bridge club. That's uh, a season finale right there. Yeah. Bridge club drama? Are you kidding? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So cute. So cute. 
She closes the door. Cut to Phineas and Ferb, who go to the lab coat <laughs> shop. Yeah, Phineas, the worst detective of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's like being like, our suspect was wearing shoes. And then be like, all right, well, we're going to the nearest Payless. Yeah, literally. So yeah, they're Why in this that? lab coat store and interrogating people. <laughs> they talk to someone who like has an accent but is not German. They talk to someone with a German accent, but he says he doesn't know anything. And then they talk to the owner who they put in this tiny black and white room and paint black and yeah. white. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says he doesn't know anything and Phineas goes, Fur, lean on him. And Fur just like <laughs> leans against the guy Ugh, for like three the seconds. Visual gag champion. Amazing. Fur. And the it's guy so goes, funny. all right, I'll talk. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> so funny. Incredible. Him, yeah, that there's some guy who buys a bunch of lab coats and put it all on his ex-wife's tab. He gives him the address. Um, I'm sorry. One second. Yeah. He says that he comes oh. in every week for a lab coat. Okay. <laughs> You're right, because at first I thought that this was like like dry cleaners. Like yeah. he gets it cleaned every week. No, no. It's the nope. lab coat store. Your man is buying a new lab coat every week. Yeah. That is, is 365 lab coats a year. No, it's not. Are they single use? I get that a lot yeah. of them get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. But one a week? That's only 52 lab coats a year. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's still a lot of lab coats. Listen, what am I, a math major? <laughs> I'm the dumbest person alive. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a crazy number of lab coats. It's a also, lot. like, Why? order them. Online, get also, them shipped to you in bulk. That has to be the most yeah, expensive what? way to get lab coats. Yeah, surely. Anyway. Also, how's this man staying in business? I guess there are a lot of evil scientists in Danville. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't sell anything else. It's just lab coats. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sorry. They, no, it's okay. I need to stop derailing us because you're right. This is a no, long you're right. Already, That's too many lab coats. It was important. He. So yeah, the guy gives him the address, and then Phineas goes okay for pack it up and they just like their little studio like accordion folds down and the guy goes can i take his makeup off now insane yeah insane thing to do in fairness that guy definitely interacts with like the craziest 10 percent mm-hmm. of danville already so right. you know it's like a tuesday for him cut to dupage mertz who's in his building and just has like loads of things he's gotten from yard sales there's a bangaroo in there i didn't look at anything yeah. else but there's a lot he's of stuff. been he's been out yard sailing about hard yeah okay. hitting up those driveways sure he bought someone's personal collection of on off switches my note says you can buy those from home depot right <laughs> because what yeah uh anyway he's trying to find the right switch perry comes in doof is like look at all this stuff and then he traps perry in this lobster trap that he got for free <laughs> yeah sure um sure. and then says that he can't tell him his evil scheme because he doesn't know what his innator does because he's still trying to find a switch and he's just like trying to fit switches on he's just he yeah that's it he yeah he also uh, then says right before we cut he says uh life was much simpler when i worked as a lawn gnome and then we cut hard no follow-up yep, on that's that. it which is crazy because when he worked as a lawn gnome was child abuse it that was, was traumatic. not a job yeah he PTSD. did not get paid he was six years old. Yeah. Um, so dark. A lot of questions about that. Uh, we cut to Vanessa, who realizes her doll was in the charities box. 
and like runs down to her mom and she's like where's the doll where's the box and she's like right. i think sam just left and then she, vanessa runs out the door and says wait sam i want to retain a portion of my mother's charitable donation weird yep. um does that right as phineas Ferb, and candace walk up to charlene's beautiful home charlene's at the door and phineas is questioning her and it goes excuse me ma'am we'd like to ask you a few questions and charlene to these two 10 year olds in black and white makeup goes, are you with the census? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I she 100% says that. I get is it like a joke, but they're 10. So also, also you know, it's 2008. Yeah, what? And that's not how the census works <laughs> now. And yeah, that's hilarious. Um, it's funny. She also then goes like, he's like, no, we're detectives. She goes, aren't you a little young to be detectives? yeah and they're also young to be working for the census <laughs> anyway, yeah they're also whatever. young to be black and white yeah <laughs> no follow-up questions about that no follow-up cool. cool they cool, set cool. up their little studio and we cut to them questioning charlene in their little studio and she's like like i told my daughter the doll was in the box to be sent to charitable charities somewhere and phoenix is like great we'll need to update our approach yeah and then <laughs> we get this montage of them the three of them going to all the charitable charities i guess it's like a chain they have some like thrift stores yeah, it's, it's like, like a goodwill, goodwill yeah. situation yeah and they are dressed up as every cop duo that they possibly can um it is so fun i kind of wish I that this like montage it. lasted 15 minutes right like, it's okay great. also I've... phineas should wear that miami vice suit oh every my day gosh, yeah yeah so i wrote down it's the two guys david and uh, Starsky and Hutch from Starsky and yes. Hutch. And sure. uh, the two guys, Sonny and Ricardo from Miami Vice. And then yeah. Horatio and Eric from CSI Miami. Oh, CSI Miami. Um, the bit is so good. Also, like, we've talked about this, but maybe not on the air, that any cop show set in Florida, which I don't know why oh. they're all set in Florida, but the vibes are just impeccable. Like, I, they you know, all we don't support slap. cops, but we support or Florida. Set, yeah, However. or Florida. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> In a fictional universe where society isn't it, crumbling. Yeah. I do enjoy watching an investigation happen in Florida. Absolutely. I think it's just like the potential that you could be in a swamp at any time. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So. Uh, also, yeah. the CSI Miami bit where he does the sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. they play the they play the song, the and then thing. they do the Doofenshmirtz theme. Yeah, switch to it permanently. Okay. Why are we still doing yeah. the classic Doofenshmirtz theme? This Literally. one is so much better. I'm making Why don't it my ringtone. A Phineas and Ferb Miami. It. Why is this not Phineas and anyway, Ferb Miami? I just I need a spin up. I need a, a few. You know where they have the Hawaii episodes? I need some Florida episodes where they're like boating in a swamp. Look, I know that they probably have already written and started animating the new seasons of the oh, show but i need I them to so take place in ideas. florida that would be so funny so good. also in my head i mm. am writing an x-files Phineas and ferb crossover ah, yes you know, you know wait five to ten years for that <laughs> okay yep. so anyway yeah it's, it's they're going to all the charitable charities no one's no one's seen the mary doll yeah uh Cut to Doofenshmirtz. The switches are too big or too small. He then he 
he's like ranting about them. He's like, they're all too big or too small. This one fits just right, but it's upside down. The writing is upside down. And then he's like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, Turns it oh, around. Wait. Apparently, there's no wire hookup. You just plug that baby right in. You just stick it in. <laughs> That's how switches work. Uh-huh. I'm an electrician. <laughs> and then so he flips it and is like turning it on and off. And he's like, what's happening? It's not doing anything. But what's happening is that it's opening the lid of Harry's lobster trap and he climbs out while Dumbledore is still flipping the switch. And he's yeah. just standing there with like his hands on his hips, like he's just like dude turn right. around perry is doing he's yes sternly waiting for <laughs> to find he's to like i can hear a clicking sound but i can't like see anything and then he yeah turns yeah. around and is like oh now i know why i got the lobster trap for free <laughs> okay yeah he says the lobster trap and the innator are connected and i was like how though? how like Wi-Fi? Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? There's no, like, wires connecting them. No, there's not. It's not plugged in. Uh, yeah. It's magic. It's That's... magic. And then, Perry just attacks Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> he just... For no he just reason. Goes I, for listen, him. Perry is having... He Every day is a hard day for him. And, you know, this job sucks. But, like, it's not... He's not doing yeah. anything illegal. He didn't even... He didn't even build an innator. Like... Okay, yeah. Doofenshmirtz <laughs> points that out. Absolutely. So he, he says that. So he punches Doof, and Doof goes, Hey, I was talking. And then they, <laughs> they fight for a minute. And Doofenshmirtz, yeah, goes, Uh, hold on. This machine just opens and closes the lobster trap. It's pointless and stupid to fight over it. It's not even illegal. What are you doing? And Perry's like... You're right. <laughs> and gives him a little But also, when has that up? ever stopped me? I know, right? He gives him a thumbs up and then he just leaves. <laughs> he gives him a like, thumbs up. Like, oh, okay, great. Oh, it's so, so funny. resolved. Fixed. <laughs> Phineas, Ferb, and Candace are in the last charitable charity shop. Candace spots Mary McGuffin and grabs the doll at the same time. Vanessa grabs the doll. They're like fighting over yep. it, like, oh, this is my doll. It's actually mine. And Ferb goes, this is exactly why they took that doll off the market. <laughs> Which I have a question sure. about, because shouldn't, when that happened, shouldn't that company have made more dolls? Isn't that how supply and demand works? Yeah, Listen, isn't that a capitalism? They're like, too many people yeah. are buying our product. Shut, Shut it, down. it down. That's never been, what? Anyway. Listen, maybe there's like a dark chapter of Danville I... history that was like the Mary McGuffin doll riots. I guess. <laughs> they were just like, okay. we can't handle this kind of publicity. Well, I guess this like actually kind of happened with a Cabbage Patch doll. Sure. Like when Cabbage Patch Kids first came out, the dolls, they like, the manufacturer like wasn't prepared for like how fast it was going to be popular. So store riots what? broke out as like, oh like parents God. went and like fought over it because it was near christmas i think anyway yeah, yeah. i guess that also happened in with tickle me elmo in the 90s oh i do remember the tickle me elmo <laughs> thing so anyway it happens maybe that happens cool and i guess cool 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 yeah. humans um, are incredible so um, awesome shout out to us so great so the they're fighting over it. The doll flies into the air, lands in little girl Sally's hands. She's like, oh, I love it. Kent's is like, oh, I guess I am too old to play with dolls. And Vanessa's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I should give up the one thing that proves how much my dad loves me. <laughs> Just kidding. Grabs it out of the kid's hand. And then Vanessa um, <laughs> is a freaking queen. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. It's great. <sighs> Amazing. It's great. 
Um, and then, so yeah, then she, I guess, calls her dad about it because he's talking to her on the phone. He's like, and then you just took it out of her hand and walked away. I'm so proud. We could build on this. Anyway, and that's oh, the So good. So that's beautiful. Mary McGuffin. Mary McGuffin. Love to see it. Happy Father's Day. It was, it was a great episode. I was I was low-key dreading these, but they were both no, freaking delightful. Good, good. And we talked about them for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I've decided to rebrand the fact that we are going way too long in these episodes as bonus content. So Woo-hoo! you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, for free. <laughs> Just hopefully your commute is exactly an hour and a half because that's Yay! how long these all are going to be now. <laughs> Wild. Uh, yeah. Listen, we love a anyway. good 90-minute piece of media. <laughs> Don't we? That's my favorite Look, length. it's the perfect length for a movie, and it's the perfect it's... length for a podcast yeah. about a show that is 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cool. Yep. Well, that's all, Look, they're just It's a very dense text, and it, it takes is. a long time it's, to really it's, cover everything all that we want to talk about. The nuance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. cool. Well, let's uh, go ahead and sign off. Uh-huh. Good work, everyone. Have a great, have a great day.